Welcome to invoicefinance.news. I have with me John. How are you? Good, thanks. Today I'd like to talk about DeFi and financial services. Can you start by explaining DeFi? Yes, DeFi stands for Decentralized Finance. In this case, we are talking about blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. It is a topic that has created a lot of confusion and controversy, especially after the latest scandal with the collapse of the FTX platform and the arrest of Sam Bankman-Fried. In 2008, the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto launched Bitcoin using blockchain technology. It was designed to be a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. Since then, the space has grown to include hundreds of other cryptocurrencies that have sought to replace traditional financial services with DeFi services. A blockchain is an ongoing ledger that is stored on computers around the world. As a new block is added, the ledger is updated. The blockchain is protected by cryptography. It is a system of storing information that cannot be tampered with. It is decentralised. Blockchain technology has massive potential for any industry where there is a need for a record to be stored and easily accessed. Where Where any alterations are recorded and cannot be hidden where no single entity has control of the ledger. Decentralised finance is built on blockchain technology. A number of companies offer financial services using blockchain technology that bypass traditional banks and the SWIFT system of payment. It is a radical alternative to the traditional financial world that is dominated by banks, pension funds and other large institutions. In this post, I'd like to run through the nine functions of traditional finance and demonstrate how these functions are replicated in DeFi. I'm fascinated by blockchain technology and keen to understand more about DeFi. So, what are the nine functions? Financial services can be broken down into nine key functions. They are storing value moving value, lending value, funding and investing, exchanging value, insuring value and managing risk, analysing value, accounting or auditing, and authenticating identity. I'll run through each function briefly and give examples of DeFi projects that fulfil these functions. First is storing value. There are decentralised autonomous organisations, or DAOs, that can act as banks holding custodial and non-custodial wallets. A custodial wallet service, for example Coinbase, Binance, FreeWallet, BitGo, Kraken, is responsible for safeguarding a user's funds by holding on to the private key. A non-custodial wallet, for example Metamask, Coinomi, Exodus, My Ether Wallet, Trust Wallet, gives users who hold the private key full control and responsibility for protecting their holdings. Second is moving value. Stablecoins are freely traded around the world, bypassing centralised organisations such as SWIFT and other 
interbank settlement systems. Third is lending value. Pooled lending protocols such as Aave offer borrowers competitive deals. Aave protocols enable the creation of lending pools that allow users to lend or borrow 17 different cryptocurrencies, including ETH, BAT and MANA. Aave borrowers must post collateral before they can borrow. Furthermore, they can only borrow up to the value of the collateral they post. Borrowers receive funds in a special token known as an A token, which is pegged to the value of another asset. Ave issues two types of tokens to facilitate the lending process. A tokens, issued to lenders so they can collect interest on deposits, and AAVE tokens, which are the native token of Ave. The holders are offered several advantages by the AAVE token. AAVE borrowers, for example, are not charged a fee if they take out loans derived from the AAVE token. Furthermore, borrowers who use AAVE as collateral will receive a discount. Fourth is funding and investing. Investment aggregators such as Yearn Finance could ultimately disintermediate investment advisors, mutual funds, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, and robo-advisors. Yearn Finance is involved in yield farming, with users locking their crypto assets in DeFi protocols for earning interest. Yield farming follows the simple principle of ensuring more rewards for users that lock up more crypto assets in supported DeFi protocols. Another example is Rarible, a dApp allowing digital artists and creators to issue and sell custom crypto assets that represent ownership of their digital work. Fifth is exchanging value. Decentralized exchanges, DEXs, including Uniswap and SushiSwap, are competing with centralized cryptocurrency exchanges for liquidity and dollar volumes that could eventually replace today's centralized stock markets, such as the New York Stock Exchange and the Nasdaq Marketplace. For example, Uniswap leverages multiple crypto assets, including its native UNI cryptocurrency, to provide a service similar to that of a traditional exchange. The difference is that Uniswap has no central operator or administrator. Sixth is ensuring value and managing risk. On-chain insurance policies such as those offered by Saffron Finance, Bridge Mutual, Armour and Nexus Mutual could supplement or replace traditional insurance policies and over-the-counter OTC derivatives. Seventh is analysing value. On-chain data analysis such as Cryptio, TokenTax, ZenLedger, DeFi-Lama and DeFi-Pulse provides a wealth of information on the movement, storage and status of all digital assets. CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap 
are the equivalents of Bloomberg in the new DeFi world. Similarly, Cointelegraph and Coindesk are the crypto equivalents of the Wall Street Times and the Financial Times. Eighth is accounting and auditing. Block explorers such as Etherscan and Algo Explorer track crypto asset transactions in real time. Smart contract auditors such as Hacken, Slowmist, Open Zeppelin and Consensus Diligence could supplement or even replace the key work of the big four accounting firms. And finally, ninth is authenticating identity. Blockchain identity management systems could be used to eradicate current identity issues such as inaccessibility, data insecurity and fraudulent identities. Blockchain technology has the advantage of being able to maintain data in an immutable and encrypted manner. It also offers the benefit of security through cryptography in maintaining digital identity data. As a result, blockchain technology can help in ensuring that a digital identity is secure and easily traceable. All the acronyms, coin names and company names are a bit overwhelming for many looking to understand more about the crypto space. But I can clearly see how DeFi can replace traditional financial institutions. Indeed, Emma. No doubt the names of some of the players in DeFi will change over time. And there is always a cynical response from some to innovation and change. I am old enough to remember many of my peers deriding Amazon for trying to sell books over the fledgling internet. I think the same is true of blockchain technology and DeFi. After initial confusion and suspicion, many people will begin to investigate DeFi and will enter the space utilising one or more of the nine financial functions I have just outlined. I already know people who use stablecoins to make remittances to family members abroad without the need for the expensive services of banks or other companies like Western Union. The fees are considerably less, as is the red tape. Thank you, John. I found that fascinating.